All living beings love their life. All living beings want to be happy. Everyone wants to feel good. But happiness has different meanings. There are different ways to understand happiness. There is the happiness that comes when some good event happens in your life. You are overjoyed. You feel joy. You feel happiness. You feel bright in your spirit. There is the happiness that is more long-lasting when you feel a basic contentment with your life. The happiness that comes from particular events comes quickly and then fades away as quickly. The happiness that comes from the positive outlook on life, that is more lasting. Yet it also has its limitations when life circumstances become difficult, that happiness goes away. But the happiness that comes from knowledge of your infinite nature does not have those limitations. And when that happiness becomes established in you, there is a deep joy a continual thread of happiness that does not change with time. There may be circumstances where you do not feel it, where you're struggling with life, where you're engaged in different activities or struggles, but it's still there underneath everything. And if you take a moment, you feel that immense joy of your connection to the infinite. That happiness is eternal. It comes from letting go of control, letting go of the need to dictate what is good, what is bad. There, are, there is the aspect of judgment and control that lead to a difficult situation in life in which you are always struggling to attain happiness. And rather than in the state of happiness, you find yourself in the state of struggle you are always fighting against and fearing the loss of happiness, pain, suffering, grief, loss. So you find yourself in aversion and in grasping. And those two activities, in truth, diminish happiness. When you grasp and you acquire something in the moment, there is that momentary joy, but it is quickly passing. Because life has both sukha and dukkha, both goodness and joy and suffering and loss. These two components of human life and of all life 
are always there. Today it may be one, perhaps tomorrow also, but the next day it will change. So you can never be assured that there will always be sukha, there will always be happiness and not dukkha, suffering. The happiness that comes when you stop trying to control that, when you stop trying to place judgment on, if I'm sad, I'm not a very good person, if I'm happy and cool, then everyone admires me and I'm good. That's judgment. That's, that's a, a barrier. It keeps you stuck always trying to be something, always grasping to be something. And when you're not that, trying to acquire that, what you think you should be, and avoiding that, which is painful. So judgment and control lead to aversion and grasping. And that leads to a different layer of suffering. Whether you are in the moment in a state of happiness where circumstances are good for you, or you're in the moment in a state of suffering where circumstances are not good for you, something has happened with your health, with loved ones, with your psychological state, you're anxious, you're depressed, you're grieving, then what to do. The happiness that is more real, that is more lasting, comes when there is the surrender to not controlling, to accepting both sukha and dukkha, that both of those are a part and parcel of your life. And when it goes one way or the other, not judging yourself as less or more, or judging your circumstances, but simply being with the circumstance that is. And then remembering, remembering your own true nature. When grasping and avoidance cease to dominate your life, then something else appears. The inherent nature of being becomes available. Where the I feeling, I, I exist, I am in charge. I must make my life good. I must avoid suffering. I, all of those, all of that control and grasping and fear and avoidance, it's dependent on that I feeling, that inherent I am. That inherent I am is really the cause of your suffering. The identity, the assumption, the mental assumption of I exist, 
when there is a body, there is a mind, there are activities, the mahatattva, the I am feeling, becomes larger. And the greater the mental capacity, the more self-awareness there is. And eventually, self-reflection, which human beings have in greater capacity, both to their potential and to their destruction, this self-reflection capacity. But if that self-reflection capacity can be used to recognize that this I feeling, this fundamental assumption that there is somebody different from everybody else who exists uniquely alone. and has a separate separateness. That's the fundamental cause of the need for grasping and the need for fearing. But when the realization comes, the understanding comes, both as an intellectual understanding and as a deep heart understanding, that that I feeling is not separate. That, that self is composed of infinite being. It is parama purusha composing that I feeling that you have. Then you know that that feeling, that I, is not something separate but composed of that infinite one. And you realize there is no I. It's a, it's a mental projection because there has been experience with body-mind incarnation. Consciousness has experienced action and the results of action, that karma, that body of karma, exists in the cosmic mind. But the assumption comes that it must have a separate existence, an I feeling. I, this consciousness which is in this body and mind is, is a separate from the consciousness and all the other manifestations of existence. That very understanding, that very idea is the primary building block of the whole structure which causes suffering. And if you pull that out, like pulling out in one of those games where you stack the blocks and you pull out the bottom, then all comes crashing down. So where to look to pull out the key 
element of your suffering is to dissolve that I feel, to recognize that the infinite one, your Baba, your beloved, has embodied in all of creation. And that means has embodied even in this I feeling and in this body-mind structure, this basket of karma that you know as yourself is really one of the many myriad of manifestations within the cosmic mind, witnessed by consciousness, by being, known by being, known by the infinite. Take a moment to feel, to recognize that where you have thought there is an I, an individual self, there is only that one, that cosmic one dancing in the dance of creation, appearing to be the uniqueness of your body-mind and your reactions to past experience, appearing in those forms, the infinite abides. Rather than where you have felt that I that does, that I that is, that is responsible for all that you do, let there be, let yourself feel an emptiness there. Where there has been an eye, let it be spacious and feel the presence of Guru in that spaciousness and let the spaciousness flow out into one eternal being and then flowing back into you, into the formation of body-mind awareness. Let it be there within the infinite nature of eternal being. Where there has been an I feeling, let there be an emptiness filled only with the infinite love of the cosmos. Can you do that? Allow yourself to do that. The I is only an intellectual con concept, an assumption, a false assumption. Let it go. Let divinity live where that I has been. Let go of your false belief. There is only one doer of all actions. There is only one receiver of all actions. The acts themselves are done by the one. The infinite Brahma is the one doing the action, the one receiving the act and the act itself. 
There is no I in there. There is no individual in there. It is the infinite one. You have simply been misled. You have a misunderstanding. And that misunderstanding is the block which holds the whole tower, all the blocks of aversion and grasping and all of the suffering of human life in place. When taken out, there only is the infinite in sukha and in dukkha, in joy and in loss and sorrow. That one gently touches you, gently caresses you, brings you back to your eternal nature, melted into the infinite one. This is your birthright, your destiny. And you are bound to forget these misconceptions and find your true nature. It will happen. And it can happen now. It will only happen now. In the moment, moment by moment, this is where you become truly what you are, the little identity given back, given over in, to the grace and infinite love of eternal being. There is no one home. There is only the infinite playing in the dance of creation. And where there has been a person, there is an emptiness, a no-me. And in that emptiness, where that locus of control has slept, has been believed to exist, there is the infinite. Out of the eyes is seen the infinite in all the forms of creation. Out of the ears, the infinite is heard. And to whom do these ears belong? These eyes belong. But to the infinite, to the internal Brahman. The food is taken, tasted in the mouth, tasted by that which has been embodied in the infinite into form. And what is tasted, what is the food, but the very body of the infinite as well. You are surrounded in an ecstatic love. All you need do is let go of that mistaken belief 
mistaken assumption of your separateness, of the separateness of all that is, and see the beloved everywhere, in you, in every breath you take, in every thought you have, good or bad, you approve, you do not approve, who approves? Let go. Surrender control. Surrender judgment. Surrender your mistaken assumptions. Do you fear to step into this? Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not able to do that. I'm just an ordinary person. Of course you are an ordinary person. If you thought you were something extraordinary, that would be a barrier. You are his completely. You belong to the infinite. Now it's time to let go, to accept the reality of what is. In this there is an abiding happiness, a knowledge of eternal nature. It cannot die with the body. Things just change, forms change and change. But eternal being never changes, always is. That which you know as yourself is but a reflection of the self of yourself. Dissolve that small image into the great. This is not ego. This is surrender. Let it be empty where you thought there was someone. Let the infinite fill that emptiness. All you need to do is let go. Even of your fear of this greatness, even of your sense of unworthiness, your false humility. This is the deep sadhana. This is the very practice of your sadhana. Can you do it? Will you do it? 